Welcome to the Run for PRs podcast. This is your host, Victoria Phillippe. The Run for PRs podcast was created to give away the secrets to transform your training to reach your goals. We ask all the expert run coaches and athletes the questions that you've been dying to know the answers to. We will get the inside scoop on what really makes you the best athlete that you can be. Have you ever seen a fast runner and wonder, wow, how did they get so fast? Well, then this podcast is for you. We are going to do a deep dive to reveal the secrets to reaching your potential as a runner. How to stay motivated to run in these cold temperatures. If you live anywhere near us, it's starting to get really cold really fast. And I'm not talking about 50, 60 degrees. I'm talking about single digit temperatures and negative wind chills here in Minnesota. We get it pretty bad for about four months straight out of the year. Um, and there are, is a stretch of months at a time where it never gets above 20 degrees in the morning if we are lucky. Most days it's single digits and below zero wind chill when we get up to run in the morning. And it can be really tough to find the motivation to continue running in those cold temperatures. So today we are going to chat a little bit about what we do to stay motivated to run outside and how we can run outside in the cold during these months. Um, In another podcast later this month, we're going to be talking about the specifics of what we wear on these type of runs. Um, So if you're interested in the details of that, we're going to go into that more next week. But now we're just talking about um, our experiences running in the cold and how we stay motivated to get out there. Um, so Jason has been running for 20 years. So that's, you know, 20 winters of these sub-zero temperatures, negative wind chills, and also been coaching um, at the college and high school level, um, as well as at the club level, um, seeing his athletes, you know, endure these temperatures through the winter months. Um, some people love to embrace the colder temperatures and other people, if you're normal like us, um, struggle a little bit more with the motivation and just the desire to be out there when it's so cold. So I guess we'll kind of kick things off on a more lighthearted note. Um, what is the coldest temperature that you have ever ran in? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, you know, just kind of going off of uh, memory here, I've done a few races where I know the temps were um, negatives plus a negative wind chill on top of that. So I know Turkey Trap one year up here, it was like, I don't know, it was probably like ne- between zero and negative five, the temp, but the air uh, with, with the wind chill was probably like negative 30. And so that was ridiculous. I know that people, we all bundled up, wore masks and we're, we're getting icicles forming everywhere. Um, other than that, I mean... I've probably done one or two runs a year that are, I would say, right around zero degrees. It might be slightly sub-zero temps. Um, and the reason for those would either be like a group run of some sort, like a training run or like some sort of race. You know, on occasion, we do get a cold race. And if you're doing like a December or January race, I know one year we had a commitment day run on January 1st, and that was sub-zero temps as well. Um, typically for myself, if it is below the 10 mark, like single digits, that's kind of where I we'll draw the line if I'm if I'm going to just get a run and I'd, I'd opt to run indoors. Um, now, if it's like eight degrees and the sun's shining and there's no wind, to me, that's okay. Like, I'll go out there and do that. That's no problem. But for me, I'm really paying attention to the wind because I feel like that is what 
is uh, making it difficult when you're out there. Um, I'm always going to, you know, wear a, ma uh, a mask just to keep my face warm, um, wear a nice warm pair of gloves, and then I, I'm fine. So I have, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of winters running in college where we'd be out there every day almost, and it's, um, you know, days and days in single digits in a row. And so you get used to it, but I think it's hard in the, in the late fall, early winter when temps are, you know, they drastically drop and you're not quite used to it yet. And I think that that is when it's more difficult. But once you get to January, Feb, I think it's a little bit easier to um, tolerate the winter just because by then you're a little more used to it. Yeah, I think it's crazy to think, you know, on those special case days where there was a race or for whatever reason you were just losing your mind and had to get outside, um, you know, running in those negative wind chills when it was below zero. Um, I know personally... I've, you know, done, I think it was a turkey trot that you're referring to. Um, the wind chill was like negative 15 and it was just the air temperature I think was below zero. So I think it was like negative five or something. Um, and so you just, that's just kind of the elements that you get. And so it's either, okay, you're going to go to the race or you're not going to go to the race. And I just remember like it was a whole family race too. Um, like my parents are going and just other people who maybe aren't as into running because it's a turkey trot and we were all like are you sure you guys still want to go because you know I always think of us as like the more really hardcore runners and I was like I don't even know if people are gonna show up to this race today because I mean that's really cold right so I was thinking just the general public like are people even gonna show up um and I was actually amazed at how many people were there because I'm like whoa, like this is really cold, but other people are showing up. So I guess it kind of made me like check myself. Like, you know, if, if people who maybe hardly ever run or never ran before are showing up to like these races, um, you know, maybe I think there's like that mental toughness component that, yeah, I can show up. It's just more of like my ego, right? Cause when it's really cold like that, um, it, you're not able to run to your peak performance that you would like to run at, but you know, you can still um, run all right and you can muscle through <laughs> somehow, stay warm and um, get it done. Uh, so on that turkey trot day for you personally, um, you know, when it was that cold out, you know, we're talking negative five, negative 15 with the wind chill. Um, I think it was a 5k we did. So how, what did your time compare to um, the fitness level that you were in at the time? And do you think the cold impacted your race? Um, yeah, you know, I, my mind's blinking on my time. I would say it was probably like 25 to 30 seconds slower than, than what I'd want. So you're looking at almost 10 seconds a mile. Definitely had an impact. Um, you know, your goal at that point is just to kind of keep yourself warm and, and mentally you're not so much focused on like executing a, a race plan. You're just focused on like, what can I do? Can I run faster to try to keep myself warm? And I think I remember, right, that course was like an out and back. So we, I'm sure we had to fight wind on one direction and that made it really difficult. Um, yeah, and I know there was another race or so. I, I think I went to watch you once on a, on January 1st for commitment day. And I just remember I spectated. I couldn't even be outside longer than about, you know, 10 minutes. I had to go back to the car to warm up and then I came back to see the finish. But um, it was it was ridiculous that day. I think it was probably colder than it was for the turkey trot. Um, that was a very unusual year that we get temps that cold in November here in Minnesota. Um, you know, typically we'll get just a small handful of days maybe where it's sub-zero like that. Um, you know, in like in January, that's usually our coldest month. Um, 
But yeah, I do remember a year where the temps were, the the wind chill was like negative 40 and they canceled schools up here because Mm. it's not safe for kids to be out at the bus stops and stuff. And I remember I was a teacher back then. We we went to the gym instead that those days. And I just remember just a 40 second jog into the gym. It was brutal. And luckily we, you know, we could run inside that day. But um, yeah, the cold is definitely, you know, just breathing in that cold air. um, You feel your nostrils like freezing up and it's just... um, it's definitely, it's tough to breathe that in. I think, um, yeah, once it's below like zero, it definitely has has negative impacts. Um, obviously, anything below probably 20 degrees will start to have a negative impact on performance, um, and keeping your, your core body temperature and your muscles all, you know, the ideal temps for running. Yeah, a lot of good stuff there. Um, I do think, you know, a lot of people listening, you know, if you're not located in the Minnesota area, you're probably like, what are they talking about? Yeah, so it gets to be negative 40, you know, uh, especially with the wind chill. I think the air temperature, it can get to like negative 10, negative, I think sometimes it's like negative yeah. 20s um, in the morning. So if, you, if you're like a morning runner, um, which I do not do during the winter months, um, if I'm going outside, it's, you know, you wake up, you check, it's like negative 16, negative 18, negative 20. Um, um, pretty much most of January. Uh, and then with the wind chill, you add that in, it's probably in the negative 20s, negative 30s. Um, so it gets to be pretty cold. And so I guess um, the biggest thing here is, so we we run in all all sorts of temperatures. So it gets really hot in the summer here, and then it obviously gets really cold also. So we do get a lot of days um, in the fall uh, you know, just in this last month or so where it was, you know, what we would consider ideal, you know, in the twenties or thirties. Um, and then there's people in other parts of the countries where they're, they think that that's really cold. So I guess we're kind of doing this podcast just to let people know that like, uh, thirties and forties, while it is, you know, uncomfortable to run in for someone that's used to, better weather. Um, it's actually, you know, really an ideal running temperature. And I think, you know, if you dress appropriately and if you have the right mindset, it can really, um, help you. So for us, we are talking about these extreme temperatures just to give some perspective as to, you know, what you can run in. And then I think anything, you know, below zero, it it does get to the point where it's okay. Like what's the point out here, right? Like, there's a counterproductive um, side to things, just like in the really, really hot temperatures um, in Florida, right? For example, so if it's like 100 degrees um, every day, it's like, yeah, there's benefits to running in 100 degrees, but there becomes like this point of like, you know, kind of what's the point? What are we doing out here? Um, and you can only get so much benefit out of it. So same with running these super cold temperatures. And I do remember uh, the turkey trot and the other 5K that you were referring to that I did in the negative 20 wind chill sort of days. Um, it's like the first mile doesn't feel that cold. Cause you, when you run that fast, um, you know, you're running at your regular 5k pace or whatever, and it feels good. Cause you're like finally warming up, but then you get into like the next mile and usually your pace just drops and you don't know, you, you don't know why it's dropping. You're like, what's going on here? Um, and then the subsequent mile, it can start to just get really cold is what I remember. And it's, it's not ideal racing conditions by any means. And I think even, you know, if you're running outside in general, it can start to just get cold. Um, and even if you're bundled up, it's just not as comfortable, you know, when you're wearing 20 pounds of gear and you're sweating and then it's cold, um, and your, your face is covered, you know, running with a face mask is, is uh something in and of itself 
but I think, you know, and then it, it's, it's cold cause like you're breathing in the moisture and then it's turning to ice and then you're, there's icicles on your face and you can get frostbite and all that sort of stuff. So I like to limit if you are going to go outside in the sub-zero to, you know, an hour. Um, if you're going to have a long run, maybe breaking it up, doing some on the treadmill, some outside, but not prolonging um, too much exposure to those super cold temperatures. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, even for us, we, we go out in the cold temperatures, but I think, you know, if it's just a regular day, um, we do have kind of like a temperature cutoff that we would refer to. And so everyone's going to have a little bit of a different temperature cutoff of what they're comfortable with. So Jason, what is your typical cutoff temperatures for running outside on just a regular day, um, in the winter? Um, I would say I'm never just looking at temperature, but I'd say on average it's probably around zero or five degrees. I'm also going to consider factors such as the wind chill, um, the sun, because I feel like if the sun is out and it's not windy, that's, you know, tolerable. Um, and then obviously I'm looking at the footing as well, um, determining, you know, if it's safe to be outside. So I'm always thinking about those factors when I decide, am I going to go out or run on the treadmill? Um, obviously I like to run during the daylight hours in the winter, um, if you're outside, cause it's, it just seems more motivating to go out if you have sunlight versus if you're going out in the dark, in the cold, that's just, it's just really tough. Um, unless you're going with people, then that's different. That's a different story. But, um, yeah, I'd say, you know, on average, it's probably, so let's say if the temp is about, uh, 12 degrees, but the, with the wind chill, it feels like a zero. Um, I'm probably going to stay in. So I'm always kind of looking at the feels like that's just what I'm going to use to gauge. So, um, but yeah, if there's no wind, then I'd say I'd go, I'd go if it was zero, as long as it's sunny, but, um, so I'm kind of looking at all those factors and then just deciding based on how I'm, how I'm feeling that day. Also, when was the last time I've been outside? Cause I like to get out every so often just so it's not too long in between my outdoor runs. Um, and then also looking at, is it, how's the temp and the weather compared to how it's been the last couple of days? Cause if it's colder and worse, then I'm probably going to have to stay in. If it's actually um, warmer than what we've had the last couple of days, um, I might go out and it might actually feel somewhat refreshingly nicer than what we were used to. Um, even though we may not have been running outside when it was like below zero, if we had a really bad stretch. You're still going out in the cold every now and then, and you're just aware of what it feels like. A lot of times we have to go out and shovel snow in that weather. So, um, if it warms up even 10 degrees and now it's finally single digits, well, that actually feels okay. So it's kind of go, it goes back to, um, you know, the time of year as well. Like I'll, I'm more likely to go out in January, Feb, if the temps are cold, like cold, cold, as opposed to going out in November, December, when you're, you're still kind of getting used to the temperature drop. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you know, it really depends on a variety of different factors. And then just, it's important to get out at least, you know, once a week at a minimum. I know up here we can have like week long stretches where it's in those negative wind chills. And so it's almost just like Russian roulette, pick a day. Okay. Well, you know, this is going to be the warmest it's going to be, even though it still feels like negative 10. Um, I only have an easy five on the schedule, so I'm going to go outside today. Um, and it's just kind of like picking the the best weather day to do um, something outside. But I think, you know, for me personally, the cutoff for temperature, um, it usually tends to be around like the 15 degree mark. If it's above 15 degrees, it's like a for sure, yeah, you got to go outside. Um, if it's below 15, it's like, eh, it starts to get iffy. Um, and like you said, looking at the wind is a huge factor. So if I look at the wind chill and it's 16 degrees, but the wind chill is like 
negative 10, I'm going to say, okay, yeah, probably going to stay inside. Um, the wind is, it's frigid and it's going to feel really cold. And especially in the winter, um, when there's no leaves on the trees, there's really nowhere you can run where you're going to get, um, like a total blockage from the wind. And, you know, in the summer, a breeze feels good in the winter. It feels like icicle prickly things hitting your skin. And it's just, it's, it's a lot harder to run, um, in the cold wind. And I think, you know, that's a really big factor. And, you know, just like in the summer, we look at the humidity and we always say, oh, it's a, it's the humidity, not the heat that gets to you. Um, in the winter, it's that wind chill, not the temperature that gets to you. Um, zero degrees, if there's no wind, feels better than, you know, 18 degrees with a 20 mile per hour wind or whatever, right? Even if the feels like temperature is the same, um, I'd rather run when there's, there's no wind just because, it feels really cold um, when you're out there. So th- those are some factors definitely to look at. And then just be always kind of like on the radar. So I always check the weather app um, the night before and see kind of like what is the overnight low going to be. And if you're a morning runner, it's really important to kind of look at those things before you're like blindsided by it in the morning. Um, but yeah, and then I think going outside for easy runs versus going outside for workouts are two totally different beasts. So Jason, how do you navigate the decision to do a workout outside versus inside? Yeah, I think obviously footing is the number one thing we have to be concerned about up here because you, you know, if you're going to be running fast, you need to make sure that um, sidewalks, streets and all that are completely clear. There's no fear of slipping and falling. Um, So you can rule that out right away. If you're getting snow, you're going to probably be inside. And then um, temperature, like you said, and air um, or wind chill, you know, there are days where... I even going out for an easy run, if it's 20 degrees, but the wind chill, um, is super windy and it feels like zero that day to me, that's like, that's really good mental training for you. Um, and yeah, you may not be going out for a workout, but I still like getting outside on those days. Cause I, I think it's really good just to put yourself in that uncomfortable, um, you know, training climate. Um, but I would definitely opt for doing the workouts inside, trying to get on a treadmill, um, or indoor track if you have it, but I think treadmill is going to be your best bet. Um, you know, if you are, if you don't have access to a treadmill or your only option is to be outside, I think there are some, you know, times obviously where it, it's good to do some workouts outside, but you're just going to have to be, be aware that you may need to modify your pace. Um, and you may need to, um, think about, you know, taking, maybe modifying the workout too, making it a little bit shorter, um, maybe one less rep or whatever it is, just based on kind of how you're feeling. And I think that, you need to kind of ease into doing workouts outside in the cold. You can't just like all of a sudden start training one winter and then do all your workouts outside. I think that'll be hard. Um, I think that you need to start with, you know, just getting used to like maybe doing a little fart like here and there. So you're pushing the pace for a bit um, and then it'll become easier and easier once you can learn how to tolerate it. <clears throat> Yeah, definitely. There's so many factors that go into this outdoor running. And I think one of the biggest ones is if you have access to a treadmill, you know, some people don't and the only option is to go outside. And so I think sometimes that can be the hardest part for people if they don't have a secondary option. But um, I think, you know, if you don't have access to a treadmill, being able to utilize, you know, the different times of day where the peak temperature is going to be um, different makes sense. So, you know, in the summer, it, it makes sense to run in the morning because we want to avoid the sun. We want to avoid those peak temperatures. But in the winter, um, ideally, we'd be able to get outside during the peak temperatures because sometimes it can really swing. So, you know, in the morning when I wake up and I see, okay, it's it's negative 15, um, by middle of the day, it probably raises up to five. So, 
that's going to be a 20 degree swing. Um, but I mean, even if you were talking 15 degrees versus 35 degrees, it's way better to get out there for the 35 plus the whole vitamin D exposure. So if it is possible, if you're able to take a lunch break and go on a run or, um, even just like waiting until after work, it's probably going to be warmer than going at five in the morning. Cause usually those, um, early mornings are when it's going to be the worst. So I think thinking about all of the factors and making sure you have um, the tools in place and like a routine to get you set up for success to run at the optimal time of day for you. So if the treadmill is not an option, I would definitely think about switching what time of day you run if that's possible, Um, especially like on the weekends, you know, if you are someone that does run on the weekends and you have more flexibility in your schedule there, maybe try doing it more in the middle of the day. Um, I know that's something that we've had a lot of luck with in the past when we were training for Boston or whatever. Um, You know, a lot of our long runs, have to be done outside just for, you know, the, the benefits there. And we would usually wait till about, you know, like noon or one to, to go out because that's when the sun is going to be highest. That's when it's going to be um, the warmest outside. And so that can really save you, you know, the 15, 10 degrees hotter than if you were to go at 5 a.m. Um, so I know it can be kind of hard to tweak your routine, but that's one way to really stay motivated, I found. So another thing I think people kind of get into when we start talking about these colder temperatures, um, I know, you know, in uh, even in October when the temperatures start to fall, I kind of get this a little bit when it's starting to get colder. Um, sometimes you maybe like feel like you have to cough after a run or it's just like harder maybe to breathe when you hit a certain point. Do you ever have a run, um, you know, in the 30 degree range where you know, you're pushing it and then afterwards maybe you have like a little cough, like it's almost uh, like the cold weather almost makes you kind of have to cough. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel like you just have a little chest bug or something. I think for me, it's always been just easing into the change of seasons and it'll kind of get better and go away. Um, so hopefully it'll be the same for you, but it can definitely be sort of a little shock to the system. Um, just make sure you're taking care of yourself. You can slow down if you need to on those first few runs when the temps start to get cold. Uh, but yeah, definitely that first like workout or harder effort, that's when you're going to notice it. Um, it's kind of like going into an indoor track if, and then just doing your first workout and you, you kind of have this like weird, um, you know, kind of taste, almost like a blood-like taste in your lungs and your throat. And um, that, can be, that can be common too, just the change in air outside. Um, you know, the, the, air te- the air is not as humid, obviously. So um, it's just going to be an adjustment for your body and hopefully... After a few kind of shorter, easier runs, it'll it'll go away and get better. Um, but yeah, definitely factoring that into your paces when you are doing your workouts. Like paces aren't going to be the same just as they are in the summer. You're slowing down to account for the heat. You're going to do the same in the winter. Um, and if you're someone that's used to running in the winter, you might notice like, hey, you're doing really good in workouts. It doesn't really seem to affect you unless it is like zero degrees. And that could be the case for a lot of people up here in Minnesota. I know that they can go and they can still hammer out some quality workouts. Um, and it's just all about kind of what you're used to and what you have been able to tolerate in the past. Yeah, that's a really good point. I like how you talked about, you know, the lung thing and coughing and having the difficulty breathing, um, those sort of issues, because that's pretty much the number one question and concern that I get from people um, working with athletes who are going outside maybe in 30 or 20 degrees for the first time, they're like, I can't stop coughing after I come in. Um, and I think what you said about easing in is really important. So we don't want to go out there like the first cold run of the season and do like a workout, right? We want to go out there and do an easy run and making sure we're running at the appropriate easy pace. So 
you know, that's going to be two, three minutes per mile slower than your 5k pace. Um, if you're running one minute per mile slower than your 5k pace, yeah, it's, it's going to be harder and more taxing on you aerobically using your lungs and all that sort of thing, um, than doing the, the slower paces. And so I think it's really important to ease into things. Um, and then also understanding that sometimes, you know, even if you do run outside and it's cold, you may, it's the temperature shift, I think from going, so you're outside and then you, when you come in after a cold run, that drastic temperature change from, okay, you've just been inhaling really cold air for the last hour. And then you, you walk inside and it's 50, 60 degrees hotter. Instantly your lungs kind of, it goes through a temperature change. And like you said, that can, that shift in temperature can be hard on your body. And so as a result, you might notice more phlegm or more, you know, maybe you you cough a little bit, but I think as you progress with your, you know, workouts and, and doing this transition, your body adapts a little bit better. Um, so I know it, it kind of might be alarming for someone that comes in and thinks, oh my gosh, like I'm getting sick because I am coughing a lot after um, being outside in the cold, but I think it's a natural response to the change and shift in temperatures. Um, I don't think it's anything to really be alarmed with. And I know a lot of times people think, you know, if you run outside, you're going to get sick, but really when you're outside and you're, you're being active and you're dressed appropriately, um, you, your body temperature is high, right? So the, the problem with people thinking that they're going to get sick or whatever, it's if you become like hypothermic out there or you start taxing your immune system with things like that, and you're not going to reach that point unless you seize activity and you're cold and all that stuff. So just making sure that you're not going to be in a situation where you become cold and compromised like that. So if you're unsure that you're going to be able to make it the distance, um, I would suggest kind of staying around your house and doing loops, uh, maybe avoid out and back courses because you definitely don't want to be stuck, you know, seven miles away from home having to go all the way back only to find, oh, I can't finish my run and I have to like walk back because that's when your core temperature is really going to start to drop and you're going to experience a lot of those symptoms. And one way that you can prevent, um, you know, your core temperature dropping, which is what we want to avoid is as soon as you get into your house, um, taking off all the wet clothes is really important. Um, showering right away, getting warm right away. Cause longer you stay in those clothes, um, it just can lead to the core temperature dropping and we don't want to have too much fluctuation there. So I guess in terms of, you know, the breathing, we talked about how it might be normal because the, the shift in temperature from inside to outside. Um, what about like, at what temperature does it become harder to actually, you know, breathe outside and execute workouts? Like we know in the high humidity, you know, that temperature starts to happen around, you know, even 60 degrees, 70 degrees, right? But what about in the cold? Like at what temperature do you start seeing negative impacts? Yeah, I think that'll depend on kind of the area you live in and what you're used to for temps um, and running outside in the temps too. Because up here in Minnesota, it might not happen to you until it's 20 or below. In other parts of the country, you may start to notice it or feel it if it's below 40. So I think it's just, it's about preference, um, comfort, and, you know, your previous training history. Um, But I think, you know, for someone like me, I would say probably even less than that because I'm used to running in the winter. And so I know that I think it's just about, you know, kind of how long you, how long you've been able to, um, you know, be out there running in the winter, what you're able to tolerate. Um, you know, there may be times where the first few, first few runs in the cold, like, um, you know, like that late fall, early winter, those are probably the harder ones because again, your body's kind of adjusting. So I think that's always going to be difficult for anyone, no matter, um, you know, how experienced they are with the temps, but, um, I think after a few a few workouts, your body's going to adapt and you'll be able to tolerate um, kind of like whatever is your 
your average temps that you're used to running in for the winter. Um, and then obviously if it's going to be colder than that, then you're going to probably opt for the treadmill on those days or indoor, indoor air temps, um, so that you can kind of have a better workout and try to, you know, get something more out of it. You feel better about it mentally. So I think the, uh, um, as far as like dressing for certain temps too, like for, for me up here in Minnesota, I would say you're probably going to start shifting towards like pants, whether when it's below like 35, I think for sure, maybe even, maybe even below 40 if, if it's windy that day. Um, but as far as like your, your upper body, you know, you want to keep your, I'd rather, I'd rather err on the side of caution and be overdressed and underdressed. That's just how I've always been. Um, and if you're going out and you're running a workout, especially, or you're going to be out there longer than like 30 minutes, it can be, it can feel like a long time if you're underdressed and then you're second guessing yourself, you're, you're kind of mad at yourself. You're like, why am I out here? Is it worth it? All that. I'd rather be overdressed and you can always shed a jacket or you, you know, it's better to run in those temps and be feel like you're warmer, a little bit hot, as opposed to trying to just survive and feel like you're freezing cold. Um, for me, I always bring like a light shell or like a jacket I'll wear if it's 30 or below. Um, just that's something I always kind of run with. And depending on the wind, I might wear like a really thin one versus kind of a thicker one. I'll look at the wind chill to determine that. Um, and then just usually like a long sleeve underneath. Again, d- determining like if it needs to be an Under Armour thicker versus just the thin under, like a thin long sleeve, like a race shirt. I'll just kind of go between those two. And that's kind of how I decide. Uh, what to wear in cold weather temps. I'll look at the wind chill, especially, and then the temp and just decide. Yeah, those are all really good points. And I think, you know, one thing that strikes me is that everyone is different. Uh, But I think for most people, they're going to find that the performance starts to decrease around that freezing point. Um, So in, you know, the the low 30 is 32, um, anything under 30, you're going to start to notice a decrease in performance um, just just because of all the factors that are going on. Um, Your body actually has to start using some of that energy to keep you warm. And so we um we sometimes see athletes uh see a decline even before that because if your if your temperature is your body temperature is starting to drop um and in your underdress like you were saying your body has to work hard to keep you cold or keep you warm um instead of you know getting cold and then the other factor that comes into play obviously is you talked about um the different clothes that you're gonna wear well if you are overdressing in you know 40 or 30 degrees you actually might experience a decline in performance because you're overdressed. And so I think that's really important is to make sure you can really nail down um, what to wear in 50 and 40 degrees. You should not be seeing a decline in performance in those temperatures. And I think a lot of the times the decline that you might be experiencing is probably from overdressing. Because if you're overdressing, that means you're overheating. And if you're overheating, that means your body is working hard to keep you cool when the temperatures are already cool. And so you want to avoid doing like the double work there. Um, And so what I've found is like when it is about 40 or 50 degrees, that first mile can feel a little bit cold, a little chilly, um, but then you typically start to warm up. And so that's just important to kind of note that it's okay to experiment with different things. Um, For me in 40 or 50, I'm just going to wear a light long sleeve. Um, That's usually going to be good enough. And sometimes I just see people like maybe overdressing, they, they move to the full leggings, they're wearing a jacket, um, and that might feel great the first mile or so, but if you're going to be doing a workout in 40 degrees, I mean, you could probably get away with a singlet and shorts um, once you're properly warmed up because that's up to, actually like optimal 
um, running weather. And so you really don't want to be working against yourself by overdressing in perfect ideal running conditions. And so that's something that we just wanted to kind of address. Um, if you're going on an easy run, it's, it's fine to, you know, maybe overdress a little bit, but if you're doing a workout or if you're in a race, it's really important to nail down, um, the right amount of clothing and it's okay to start with a little bit more and maybe shed it during the workout. So, you know, when I get to the track, maybe I'll take off um, my long sleeve and just do the workout in a tank top. Um, those sort of things worked well, but don't like leave it on if you're you're sweating profusely, right? So you wanna make sure you're working with the, the uh, benefits that are happening around you because 40 and 50 are ideal running temperatures. So do not overdress in them. But once you start hitting those colder temperatures, like 30 degrees, it's really important to, you know, bundle up, make sure you're not getting too cold. Cause that's kind of when the hypothermia sort of stuff can come into play. But it is really important to understand that everyone's going to dress a little bit differently. So even in 30 degrees, um, someone maybe with a little bit more body fat or a little bit more tolerant to the cold, maybe doesn't have to wear as much as someone else, right? So it's important to dress specific to you. Um, and then obviously understanding that once temperatures start to dip below 30, you're going to experience a little bit of a slowdown, but I think it's important to still get out there and do the workouts. And it's just like in the summer, right? So you're not going to be hitting exactly your goal paces, but just make a little bit of room for adjustments. Um, and then knowing that there are the benefits to doing the workouts outside versus on the treadmill. And so Jason, what are some of those benefits of doing the workouts outside, even in the cold versus doing it on the treadmill um, when it's more comfortable and you're able to hit the exact paces and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of good mental benefits being outside in the cold, um, you know, just having to kind of cope with, obviously, the the cold air temps, maybe the wind in your face, you change in elevation, um, just not having the assistance of the treadmill, you know, that sort of thing. I've, I've had winters where I, uh, I feel like I'm getting pretty fit from training on the treadmill, doing lots of workouts. Um, and then when I get outside, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, but not just not quite where I'd want to be. And I just, I just wish that I would have, um, had more of a kind of a balance of runs both on and off the treadmill. Um, I think that's kind of the way to go. So if you can incorporate a little bit of both, you know, workouts in workouts out, you know, and it may be like a, it may be a case by case basis, like one week, if it's a nice stretch where it's, you know, it's a little bit warmer, you had some thawing and melting and the roads are good, then maybe get outside more and do, do your workout outside that week. Um, the other thing too, for me is like in the winter, you know, I might wear different options, different clothes. I'm going to dress differently in 25 degrees, um, for an easy run as I would for a workout, as I would for a race, I would wear three different, you know, obviously types of clothing. So, you know, that's a huge thing to think about too. Like, um, and then depending on the wind that day too, it might even look different. So, you know, I'm always going to slightly, what I would call overdress if I'm just going out for an easy run because I'd rather be a little warm on the warm side. But for a workout, I might slightly like underdress. I'd still wear long sleeves and maybe not a jacket depending on the wind. Uh, but then obviously a race, I'm probably just going to wear singlet with arm, arm warmers or arm sleeves. Um, and sometimes, you know, if you plan to be doing a race where it's going to be that cold, and it might be wise to do one of your training runs um, wearing the same clothes that you would plan to wear for the race, just because you know, you want to be sure like you're going to, this is going to be enough for you. I know one year, uh, the year I did Chicago, the morning of, I mean, it was like 28 degrees when we woke up. I think at the start of the race, it was about 32. Um, and then it warmed up, you know, quickly to about 40. And so I was a little unsure, like, am I going to be warm enough just in a singlet, arm warmers and gloves? And, 
Um, luckily I was, I ended up taking the arm warmers off like halfway through the race, but you just want to be, you know, you kind of want to be comfortable with what you're wearing. So you want to kind of train the same way and, and try out the different, you know, different options for different types of weather. Right. Yeah. I think it's really important to just note that like everyone's situation is different. And I know when it comes to running outside, uh, you know, sometimes I can post, you, you throw up a post of you like outside and be like, it's zero degrees and I'm out here, blah, blah, like in there's snow. And it just makes you look like super hardcore, I guess. And I have always thought about runners who go out in like those super, on those super cold days, like we were talking about before, negative 40. I was like, whoa, they're so hardcore. Um, do you think that, you know, if you opt out of running outside that like you're, you're not as hardcore or do you think like everyone just kind of has their own personal preference for what um, they enjoy at that point? Or do you think people should be, you know, more hardcore and get out there? <laughs> That's a good question. I think everyone has their own preference. Um, I would go out in really any condition here. I just, I, I feel like I could dress for it and be fine on those negative 50 days, whatever with the wind chill. Sure. I'll dress for it. I'll go out. But why, why do I need to do that? I feel like I could get more of a benefit just running on the treadmill that day. Um, um, but you know, sometimes it is a pride thing and you just kind of want to test your limits and see how you feel out there or, you know, get the mental training that goes into it. So I get that. Um, but, and you never know the motive behind it. So why people might post that stuff. Um, I, I think for some people though, they, you know, especially if you live in warmer parts of the country, you, you know, you may not like training in the cold very much. So I think that, um, you know, you could be someone that could benefit, I think from just pushing past your comfort zone a little bit and getting out, um, maybe dressing a little warmer for those colder temps, doing some of your easy runs outside, just, just getting, getting used to being uncomfortable for a while. I think that there's a lot of benefits to that. Um, and you're going to find that I think you'll, you'll learn to start to tolerate it and it'll probably end up, you know, helping you in the long run. Um, you know, I think, I think it helps us here in the Midwest, like tolerating summer more, to be honest. Like we have mornings where it's the dew point super high, it's 95% humidity. It's already 73 degrees. Um, it just feels gross. And I think because we train in the winter, I feel like that that doesn't feel, you know, insanely hard for us. I think that if you're used to running in hard conditions or hard conditions, no matter what, and I feel like, um, the more uncomfortable situations you put your body in, you're just preparing yourself for future, um, you know, less than ideal conditions. Yeah, that's a good point. I think everything's all relative, right? So in the summer, you know, I always have um, other cities on my weather app that I, I check. So, you know, living obviously in Minnesota, the, yes, we get summer. Yes, it's warm here, but it's not the same sort of summer as like Miami, right? So I always have like Miami on there. And, you know, if I'm ever like feeling like, oh, it's too hot out today or like it's too whatever, I always just look at Miami and like check myself because I'm like, okay, I have athletes that live there. And if they're running outside and then like I see on their Strava, they ran outside, I'm like, okay, I think you can handle, you know, this temperature because it's milder than what they're doing. Um, And so that always is a way to like check yourself, like, is this really that cold or is it not? Right. So, you know, I think if 
you're living somewhere where it doesn't really ever get below 10 degrees um, and you're listening to this, I think just knowing that, you know, it is, yes, it's safe to run outside. Yes, people are doing it. And I can guarantee you that people here are running in negative 40 degrees because without a doubt, I mean, you just drive around, you see them out and you're like, what a crazy person, right? (laughs) Um, But we know people and like they put up their Strava and we're like, what? Like, it's like negative 40 and you're just a 13 mile run. So I think it's all relative, right? So when you see people out there doing it, it kind of normalizes it. And so that's why we're talking about some of these temperatures. Um, that is to say like, you don't have to go outside every single day. Right. So even in those hot summer days, there were days where I was definitely like, Oh, I just kind of want to like give it a rest today. I might just use a treadmill. Right. So you only have like so much mental energy that you can really like put forth. Right. So you don't want to be digging yourself into this like well of just like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this so much. Um, where you like outgrow your love of the sport. So you have to have like a balance there. But I think, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone a little bit here and there is really important to becoming a better runner. Um, you know, and, and that is to say, you know, maybe you have a bunch of other stuff going on in your life. Like your job's really stressful. Like you have a bunch of kids at home and just like getting outside, just, you just can't mentally grasp like how you could possibly go outside in the cold. And I think, Everyone's situation is different, so just go with it, the day-by-day attitude, and understand that you're a real runner even if you don't go outside in the super cold temperatures. Um, it, it doesn't like make or break you, but I think it is important to kind of stay motivated, and however you need to do that is going to work really well. Um, you don't have to like force yourself to do something every single day if um, it's making you miserable, right? So you want to find that balance between um, being mentally tough but also um, maintaining your sanity at the same time. So this just kind of gave a little bit of perspective to the winters that we kind of deal with here in Minnesota and how runners kind of continue to go out there even though it's really cold um, and it's definitely safe and it's something that, that people do here. And I think a lot of people can benefit from um, going out in those adverse conditions and just facing those um, just from a mental standpoint as well. So I hope that you found this beneficial. If you ever have any questions or you want help staying motivated, uh, we have training here at Run for PRs that can really help with this time of year because I know as the temperatures fall, it can be really difficult to stay motivated and it's really fun to have like a plan in place. Um, we do a seven-day free trial. You can try us out at any time if you visit our website, www.runforprs.co and fill out the form there. We can get you set up with a free seven-day trial and connect you with a coach who would love to learn more about you. Um, everything we do here is really personable and one-on-one. So if you ever have any questions, we're always here to chat, but thanks for tuning in. And